Welcome back to the Per Service Podcast. It's so good to be back here again with you all. Whoa, what a crazy week it was here. If you listened to the show for a while, you might have heard that I recently moved to South Florida, uh, the Boca Raton area to be precise. And this little thing called Hurricane Irma just gave us a nice warm welcome. So we evacuated and our power was out for a week and that really just knocked me out of my normal publishing schedule. So thank you for staying with us. We're all back to normal here though. But dealing with the hurricane was just a prime example of handling changes whether you want them or not. And we chose this topic weeks ago, even before we knew about the hurricane. But as musicians, we have to adapt, grow, and persevere through life's ups and downs. And as a podcast, that's really what we strive to embody here and why we're here. Because life in the arts is full of ups and downs. We must adapt and continue to change as the world changes and just getting bitter or jealous or anxious about what's happening or maybe what's not happening isn't going to help you rise above it all. So we think that talking about these things that we've learned and things that inspire and encourage us makes a difference. So if you're new to the show and have no idea who we are, you can learn lots more about us by visiting perservice.co. And you might notice that while you're there, that this is the freelancing related side of orchestraexcerpts.com, which is a site that I started to help musicians prepare for orchestra auditions. But in short, your hosts are Anna Luce. She's a violinist in New York City, but soon to be nomadic playing on Hamilton, the national tour. We're so excited for you. Christian Marshall, a violist in Graz, Austria, who is our deep thinker in residence. Jessica Wiersma, an amazing violinist in Indianapolis, my karaoke partner in crime, and also keeping post-it notes in business. And me, I'm Michael Giblin. I'm a violinist in Boca Raton, Florida. And yes, I'm currently sunburned. Uh, One last thing, we would like to thank Fix Music Publishing for providing the hosting for this show. And for your sheet music needs, go check out fixmusic.com. Look, there are a lot of things that I like to do to save money, like cutting my own hair. I know, it's not glamorous. But one place I never regret spending money is on good sheet music. Yes, I know that you can probably print out and tape up everything from IMSLP, but it's not always trustworthy and I usually just end up losing it or throwing it away. But at fixmusic.com, you can get great editions and get it fast and for a super great price. So it's win, win, win. And for the month of September of 2017, they're offering free shipping on all orders, as in there's no minimum purchase. But best of all is that as a thank you to our listeners, you can use the promo code PERSERVICE to get 10% off your order. So go visit fixmusic.com. That's F-I-C-K-S music.com. All right, here is the show. Well, it's you know, so funny is there's this very famous quote on change. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Yeah. You know? Okay, I'm right? starting with the man in the mirror. Ooh, yeah. uh-huh. Asking him to change, change his ways. Ways. Excuse me. Are you I Celine Tam from this season's America? No. I'm singing Michael Jackson. Please, can we please have a per service podcast episode in which we discuss the musical genius of Michael Jackson? (laughs) Carry on. I would like to say that I then substituted the word world for other things like 
be the change you wish to see in your orchestra ah. or be the change you wish to see in your marriage. And I was like, oh, <laughs> not that easy. Also, I hate it, especially when you realize there are a lot of things that go into change that you might not be in control of and might mm. not be able to decide. So that got me thinking about change, you know, change from the outside, things that we're not in control of. And then when we want change, mm -hmm. how do we make it stick? Because wanting it is not enough. True. Wanting it is not being e active about it. Exactly. Yeah, I think, but it's like, I think, you, I mean, you have to have that want, right? Inside first. You got to like, have the want and then you got to be sick of I mean, yourself in the way you are before you do anything about it. At least in my experience. It's like, I have to be so sick of myself yeah. to do something. Oh yeah. Anything. Yeah. That's so I think that, that like that pain of what you're going through sometimes has to get so strong that you're like, this sucks so much. Like, why am I still doing this? Like I have to do something different. I yeah. agree. I don't know. I agree. That's not necessarily want. That's like you're, that's still the outside forces, but maybe that's like sort of the impetus that starts the want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's different. I think because because that's change that you were deciding upon, right? That's change that you are saying, sure. I want this change. I want things to be different. Yeah. But then there's also mm -hmm. change that can happen that you might not be uh, in control of or might not want. Like your orchestra could get a new musical director or several uh. of your students, your top students could move away or you all of a sudden lose a gig, like the contractor stops calling you. You know, these are not things that anyone would want, but it's a change sure. that we have to somehow deal with. I don't particularly care for yeah. those types of change. <laughs> Me neither, Jess. Me neither. I don't I'm just trying to be honest that. here. I don't think yeah. anyone does, Jess. You're not alone. <laughs> well, let's. Yeah. Why, well, we could like we could tackle them separately. Like we don't have to like just talk about change. Yeah, let's start. Which one do you want to start with? Things you can't change. I feel like right, that's, okay, that's pressing. Change. It's pressing. Okay. I'm dealing with a situation where this one organization I was playing with a lot last year, um, they've had personnel change, and that is going to affect how much I get to work with them this year. Here's where I'm at. It's getting to that point where, you know, they're going to start programming. Well, they've programmed the season, but they're going to start, you know, hiring. And I can either lose my freaking brain and check my email every three seconds to see if I've gotten an email. And then if I find out somebody else has been hired for whatever week, I can be upset that I wasn't. Or I can stay focused on what I'm trying to do right now, which is get ready for some auditions. So I'm choosing... And I, I'm not lying, you guys. I have to choose many times a day to stay focused as opposed to wonder about, oh, am I going to get to play this one week in October? Mm -hmm. Or it's hard because part of me wants to freak out because that's easier than dealing with the reality of, shoot, I wasn't hired for this week. That's not only lost money, it is a great performing yeah, I'm just you know I just want to know how you guys you guys deal with it healthfully because I have oh, been in that boat so many times. Oh well, Jess, do you know how you deal with it healthfully? I mean, this is okay. I guess this is where, for the first time in my life, probably make the active choice to deal with things like this healthfully because you mean health healthily? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, that is what I want. Okay. Healthily, healthfully, healthfully, healthfully is also things with the word health in it and have different endings. 
healthier. Christian um, doesn't know because he doesn't live here anymore. Done that well, True. and it can really affect other aspects of your life, literally including your health. And you know, like from the stress and the constant dwelling on it. Mm-hmm. Point is, I'm in the very beginning of that stage, and at this moment, I'm still having to choose. Hey, don't check your email. Keep practicing. Or if I get a text from somebody, it's like, Hey, did you get hired for this? I just got the higher email. You know, I'm, mm, that's the worst. I hate those. When, when you start hearing yeah, from your friends it, that are like, are you going to be there? You want a carpool? And it's like, I didn't, I didn't yeah, get the gig. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel good. Definitely. It definitely does not feel good. But so I guess like, this mm-hmm. is like part of my journey and we'll check back in with me on this in a couple of weeks, but is how to, yeah. how do you keep choosing yeah. and stay positive? Because it's not like I'll never play there. I know that I, I will. Right. But you know, that was also like a big part of my income. And now I know that's going to be drastically reduced. And so how to deal mm-hmm. with that st- stress and that I don't know yet. Haven't. Yeah. Haven't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy to say like, Oh, worrying about it doesn't change the fact like, but it, I know that it's, it's easy to sit in an ivory tower and, and say this, Oh, like, just don't worry about it because worrying doesn't change anything, but it's very different when it's, when it's really happening to you. So. Well, and that is true. Sitting here and worrying about, you know, Hey, everyone else is in a rehearsal and I'm not, it doesn't do anything. Well, it does do something, it does do something negative. Yeah. <laughs> It only, yeah, it only creates negative consequences in your own life, in your brain, in your body. Yeah. I think, and, and then like, here's the other thing too, just your situation. I'm sure everyone can relate to this. You know, like you may end up getting called just as much as you did last year. And even though you're going to spend all this time being worried about not getting called, right? It's just so interesting. And it's so unique to our livelihood. This is not the norm. I don't think for the majority of Americans, unless you're dealing with unemployment, which obviously we also understand. Yeah. We we got it all. I think in that sort of situation, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm a master of applying all of these techniques, but, um, I'm, I'm very susceptible to being caught inside my head and kind of spinning things out of control. So it helps me to kind of stay grounded by, by reminding myself what I don't know. So for example, if I didn't get asked for a gig, I need to remind myself, I don't know why, you know, what if someone had already said, you know, the only one I can play that season is that week. So please make sure if I'm asked at all, like that, it's that week, there could have been that sort of case. You might have been further down in the inbox and he just didn't see your name. Or he might think, Ugh, I already have her in mind for weeks 10, you know, 10 to 22. So I'm going to give it to someone else to right now. Um, totally. You know, there are all these things that we don't know. And I think it's healthy to remind ourselves that like, hey, I don't know. That's. Yeah, absolutely, Christian. I love that. That, yeah. And then also when I lose a translation that I had been counting mm-hmm. on or maybe a private English student, I remind myself that that's time that I have regained. It's not like if I had 24 hours in my day and three were dedicated to a student that I'm now down, you know, I I lose the student, but I still only Mm -hmm. have 21 hours in the day. That's not true. I'm back to 24, which means it might take a little bit more initiative on my part. I have to do some, maybe, you know, more emailing, but, and I just did that recently. For example, with me giving up this orchestra position, I thought like, but actually it Mm -hmm. means I have more time and that means I do have time to take on a couple more private students. So I emailed the ones I have and I said, I'm looking for more. If you know someone, please pass my name along, you know, to remind myself, Hey, 
it doesn't mean that I have to kind of stay in this negative situation or negative circumstance. I don't even have to look at it like that. It means I'm, I'm back up to more potential hours that I can fill. And then I just need to be active about filling them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are the two things that I do when something happens and it's like, uh, this is, yeah, I, I'm getting, you know, the short end of the stick. It's like, no, actually this just means that I have to be a little bit more clever about how I spin this. You know, what am I going to do with my time? What am I going to do with these thoughts? Because quite, and then there was, I don't even remember what the situation was, but I had, I had asked someone once why I wasn't asked. And it was exactly that it was, oh, well, this other guy who we often ask had already told me he can only do one concert this season. And so we booked him for Christmas and you'll do, you'll do everything else in the spring. These like three Baroque projects. And it was like, wow, good enough for me. You know what I mean? It's like, it had relieved this sort of like, Ugh, did you not like me? I was like, no, but yeah, this other person right. who's yeah. also at the top of their list, you know, gets to do it. And that's the one that he can do. Also, yeah. also here's a, actually a very fresh example, All right. uh, a chamber orchestra. Fresh. I, yeah, a chamber orchestra I play in sent me an email last week. Okay. And I got the email probably like 10 30 in the morning asking me to play in September a, a, a new music program, which I, I really like all of their new music stuff. So I was super excited and I thought to myself, awesome, I'll talk to Maria in the afternoon, make sure I have time, you know, I won't double book myself, blah, blah, blah. I get an email at six o'clock, sorry, we were in a hurry, uh, we've booked it. Uh. And, and I wrote back like, okay, really that's a shame because I was looking forward to it. Then the next morning I wrote again and I said, actually, I'm not okay with this. I was like, you didn't tell me I needed to respond within eight hours. I find that I find that inappropriate. Next time, if it happens, just let me know there's a time span or let me know you have asked two people at the same time and whoever responds first gets to do it. I think that's fair. I'm sorry. You know. Best wishes, Christian. That's a good PSA, like just a little pause, like for if you have to contract people and you send an email and you're worried about that, like say like I I can give you 24 hours to respond or like I have Mm -hmm. multiple emails out to people. So whoever gets back to me first gets it like, oh. Yeah. And so, and then the orchestra manager called me and she was like, I'm so sorry if you're really upset. She's like, I never do that, but it was a real rush. And she goes, but you have priority. And so I've already told the other person, if you wish to play, I'm sorry, but I will, you know, I will have to cancel them. And I said, now I feel bad. And she says, no, like you have priority. You are correct. I did it. And I did it wrong. I'm sorry. Uh And so now I'm playing. And I think it was nice. That's so unusual though. Yeah, it is. But I think it was good that I said like, no, I owe it to myself to express Mm. my frustration. I wasn't counting on playing, but I expressed my frustration to get myself back to an, you know, equilibrium state of equilibrium where I was, you know, calm enough to practice. Mm. And then, Ah. you know, I get a phone call and I, and I'm going to play. And I just think that, um, Yeah, that was that was a moment where I had to think, like, how am I going to deal with this? Because either I let it eat me alive. Yeah. And that would probably affect like all sorts of things you're doing. Like, I'm sure Maria wouldn't appreciate if you were like just walking around your house, like mad at an email all day. And you're like, what are you mad about? Like, why are you being such a why are you in such a funk like all day or whatever? At least that's that's what happens to me is like if something else affects me, like it comes out in other ways. And it's like, ah, that's not. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. And I will even say before I got the phone call, 
which I, and I was honestly not, you know, expecting her at all to change her mind, but just, um, being honest about the frustration I felt and just expressing my opinion that helped, you know, that, that release was exactly what I needed because the frustration, it does stay inside you and it does deteriorate your will and your concentration when you want to practice or do something else. Right. And you have to, I, I feel like it's so important to diffuse that situation in whatever way you can. And like you were saying before, I believe you touched on, you know, creating a story about what's happened and why we, weren't, we haven't been hired or whatever. And I think that that absolutely feeds into our reaction, right? So I feel like whether it's dealing with this email and you felt it appropriate at that point, it seems like it was to, to, to like to write back and tell her how you felt. And if you're in that situation, great, that's a good diffuser. But otherwise, it's like, don't do yourself a non-favor by creating these stories and actually believing them and internalizing them, which I absolutely do all the time with relationships because relationships to me are so important. And it's like, yes, it's work and it's business, but it's also like, if I feel like someone's upset with me, I can't handle it. And it like eats me alive. So I think that knowing what to do before you've made a decision about how you're going to internalize it, what you're going to feel like that's, that's, it's that little moment, Mm -hmm. right? Where you have to be like, okay, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do it. Stop yourself short. It's so hard. It's so hard, but so rewarding if you're able to do it. Yeah, there was something else you said, Christian, at the beginning about um, that you had to get stuff out of your brain. And that's something that I think is helpful for me to sort of figure out is that my brain is actually not a good storage place for like thoughts or like what I need to do or what I'm thinking about things like it's just a big soupy mess in there um and and I am because I am I'm more of a contemplative and you know I'm not I'm not my wife is a verbal processor like when she needs to process things like she has to talk with people and get it all out and flush it all out and that's how she does it but for me I you know I will just sit and sort of stew over these things and whatever that's how I do it but getting things out of my head and a lot of times like writing them down or like getting a a notebook or something and sort of writing out. And then actually when I do that, I can sort of structure things and I can see like what has to happen in what order. And if I have things like way out of order, it just, I can see it all so much better when it's not just all swimming around in my head because yeah, it's just not, um, that's sort of one thing I've sort of picked up is that like your brain is not really a good storage place. Yeah. That's a yeah. good, that's an a very empty good brain point. is a happy brain. An, like empty brain is, an empty <laughs> brain is a happy brain. Learn nothing, <laughs> do nothing. <laughs> Can we move on to uh, the next part of our discussion? I think so. I think, I think this is okay. a good place. Yeah. I think that was a, I think we've offered some good advice and I feel yeah, I think so. encouraged. I think, yeah. yeah, I think, I think having that concrete example of that email, yeah, like really, great. uh, really, it was really, really helpful. So thanks for sharing your, you are welcome. Your life lessons. Yeah. Uh, so with yeah, that what was, change, we cannot. Right. Change, this yeah. is, or like uh, change that you didn't control. vote for, you know, <laughs> you, you weren't we like, Hey, well, so now we can go on to what we want to change. So what right? about change that we're like, Hey, I'm really tired of self-sabotaging myself. I'm going to change that. Yeah. How do you do that? I, Go. I have this image in my mind or like this kind of analogy. And I, I like looking at it or as the analogy of like a back door, I have to trick myself sometimes into, into getting in the mood or like I have to kind of set myself up. Cause if I know I'm going to self-sabotage later, well then if I Early on, like while I'm still sober, <laughs> you know, I will. Yeah. This sounds like I could be talking about a bunch of different situations, yeah. but I just, if I'm still, you know, in a neutral state uh-huh. of mind where I'm, you know, 
wanting to practice hard and not give up on the audition. If I book, for example, uh, for this audition that I have coming up, I was really starting to think, oh, maybe I have so much other work to do. I shouldn't do it. And then in a moment of clarity, thanks to Jess and Michael, I went ahead and booked the plane ticket. And then it was kind of like, okay, now I'm locked in. So now when the next time the panic comes, it's like, no, I don't have to think about quitting. I've already booked it and I'm not going to throw away that several hundred euros, you know, on the flight. So I'm going to go do the audition. And I think those sorts of things help. Like if you know your weak points, like running a marathon, you know where the water stops are. And then that's where, you know, you leave your, your little protein bar or whatever you need. Mm -hmm. like, so you can kind of have it on the way you plan ahead. And I think we should do that sometimes as musicians, this audition process or freelancing, you know, setting up new contacts, it's a process, it's a marathon and you don't just start out with one chunk of energy and hope it lasts until the end. Like you have different stations along the way. And I think we should be smart about setting them up and kind of saying, Hey, how do I, I trick myself into having more energy or how do I, you know, re-encourage myself six months from now when I still might not have won an audition, mm -hmm. but still want to be taking them. What can I do? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you're so wise. Oh, thank you. So wise. Well, <laughs> that's why we, we put you in charge of thinking of yeah. <laughs> the topics. And He's the thinker of the group. That's for yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally agree with, with what Jess said with the post-it notes. This is something that I have started to do. Um, I have to take it a step further and change the color of the post-it note maybe every week or so because you stop seeing them. You know, they're around yeah, and you notice definitely. them for the mm -hmm. first couple of days, but like you get used to it. So it's like, well, hey, Christian, it takes me 30 seconds to write a new one. That's it's worth it because then <laughs> I, I <laughs> notice it again for the right. rest of the week. And if you didn't hear, if you, you know, listen to our previous episode about our life updates and the, and Jess's post-it note uh, system, Go check that out. It'll make more sense. But we're talking about, but I think uh, that I think is such a great thing that you're doing, Jess, is putting these post-it notes around is because our mind, I feel like, at least for me, the default mode is this self-doubt or like every day when I wake up, it's like, do I really want to practice again? Like, is this really going to get better? Is Am I really going to, is this really right. ever going to make a difference? <clears throat> and it's almost as if, those thoughts don't enter my mind. It's just like they're always there. And so I think seeing the, the, the positive reinforcements, they go in and they kind of push those thoughts down. And at first, I think it takes a while that your brain still wants to reject them because they see like, you're worth it. And you're like, you're not really worth it. You're, you're not right. ever going to really get there. And it's like, ah, you need to keep, keep pushing those positive thoughts in your mind because it's so easy just to reject them. So I think it was in this book Basically saying this woman was saying this is from Jen Sincero saying that this might sound really stupid and it, you might feel really weird doing this, like writing these little whatever down um, because mm -hmm. chances are you don't believe them right now. But she was saying that after, you know, so long, mm -hmm. if you kind of keep preaching these things to yourself, whatever it is that you've decided to write down, mm -hmm. that eventually you will start believing it. And when you start believing it, then things like really, really, really change. But it is very interesting because like I felt like a total, I do mm -hmm. still kind of feel a little weird about it. 
But it is just interesting. Again, the mind shift that has taken place. It's like, oh, okay. No, I I can do this, and I can. I do have the. Do you skills. mind sharing? So, like, what are some of the what are some of the things that you write down? Oh yeah, so I just have the mantras, um, the positive mantras. Some of the mantras. Yeah, so I have one that is just as simple as, I can do it, because I think so many times during the process, oh, I can't, or I, you know, like listen to what just happened. There's no way this can, you know, yeah. I can get it together in time to do this. So it's kind of like Nike, just do it, but I can do it because I think, I don't know how many times have you like practiced something like some shift or some passage and you're like, ah, oh, I can't do it after practicing it for mm-hmm. a while. And so I don't know, there's that. And then I just have one that's, you know, kind of like a list of, um, things I like about my plane that often mm-hmm. get overshadowed by the things that I'm working on or struggling with or whatever. And one of those, I say, I have the knowledge. And it's, <laughs> ah! No, but it's Love really it. interesting because that has that like actually changed instead of, like I was saying earlier, if something's not going well, instead of just falling into a heap on the floor and watching 15 episodes of friends, I'm like, no, wait, I know how to figure this out. Like I've yeah. been doing this a long time. Yeah. I can figure out what I'm doing yeah. incorrectly. Yeah or what I need to change a little bit. It's very interesting how my practice feels more calm. Yeah, I don't know. I have yeah. a brain that won't ever shut off. So I feel like I always have 50 billion things going on in there. And it's interesting how this has kind of helped focus that. That was, that's kind of something I did not expect. Um, but it's nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Nice. So you have some, you have some on your stand. Yeah, no, I have them I like hanging off. My like stand, so your, I can't. So like car. the music doesn't ever cover it. Yeah. Maybe you can take a picture so that we can see it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's very nerd-like. It's no, great. but I don't think I wouldn't disparage it because I, I have sort of a similar thing. Like, is this dumb? Is this cheesy? Do people think I'm, you know, the po- the power of positive thinking or something? And it's like there, there is. You have to do it. And yeah, it, right, right. If if you are believing like all these terrible negative things about yourself, do it. Yeah. Well, and actually Christian, I, I sent him, he and I have been doing like a little, you know, text exchange as we prepare for some auditions. And I told him, I was like, I think I might try this, but I feel kind of dumb. And he wrote back, he's like, who's going to see it. And like, are you going to not try something in case somebody sees it and says, that's weird. And I was like, you know, that's like such a good point. Yeah. Like, who am I going to feel dumb in front of my dog? But isn't that the root of everything, though, is our insecurity (laughs) stems from how other people view us. So it's like we're actually fighting ideas that we believe other people think about us this about in every way. And it's so funny because, like, what do you care about as a human? What are you satisfied with? And what are you choosing to believe and choosing to be joyful about? And it's like forget other people like these four people right here. I feel like this is a safe space. Like we could tell each other all the dumb crap that we do all the time and we think it's hilarious or whatever. And sometimes we'd say negative things to each other even right. And we're like really good friends. But I just think it's so interesting that, that we're doing all of this self-sabotage because of a story we've created about other people and what they believe about. That's so stupid. Or because of something that was said to us. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but like something that was either said to us or something that happened to us or some, some event that happened to us, but then our interpretation of it. So whether or not it was 
it's an accurate interpretation. You yeah. know what I mean? That probably happened to us when we were mm-hmm. little. And this is like where our belief system comes from. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I've been reading a lot of books about our brains. Nice. Our <laughs> scary. It's <a> scary place. <laughs> it, it's terrifying, but it's very interesting. And, but you're totally right. Cause I was thinking about this, like was, when Christian said that, I was like, you know, he's totally right. I need to just like write these yeah. things down yeah. and do it. Mm-hmm. Cause who else is going to see it? Only people I let see it. Yeah. Well, it's also like, if I, if I take a step back and use a bit of profanity, also, I have to say, I listened to Please this do. other book that you might have to get ready to bleep this out, Anna. But like, there's a book oh, out right. there called Getting Your <laughs> Together. Oh. It's, the, it's, the, it's the sequel to the life-changing magic. It's the life-changing magic of not giving up. That's what that is. <laughs> and it's like a play off the body. A little nod to Marie Kondo. Exactly. I just dialed anyway. a lot of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny thing is, though, is that it has made me realize it's like, Holy crap, I'm living a subpar life because mm. I'm more worried what you'll think about me. Yeah. I'm more like I'm living a subpar life because I'm more worried what you'll think about me if I like actually enjoy my life. How messed up yeah. is that? It's so messed yeah. up. It's so messed up. Right. So that's when I realized, holy crap, I need to take a step back and really start you know, doing the necessary steps to live this sort of life that I actually want to be living. And if you offend two or three people along the way, so be it. And especially you probably will offend um, several people. I love this crab effect. You know, if one crab starts to try to climb out of the bucket or the tub, the Mm -hmm. other crabs will pull it back down because they, they exactly, they hate this, you know, sort of fear of it changing or getting away yeah, or whatever somebody getting and away humans are like that if someone else is you know stuck in their rut of a life and they see you making a bold change quitting your secure job so you can open up a bakery they're like oh no you're nuts and it's like oh sorry because i'm doing what makes me happy yeah it's, it is that sort of thing and it's so true and i'm realizing that yes it might seem nuts you know to give up a large portion of your income but if you realize you're not happy and you need to implement some changes so you can start living the life you want to live more power to you yeah because if your life isn't inspired then what are you doing nice. like you're just existing and i think it's so interesting that the insecurity we have put on ourselves that stems from other people other people's views of us also translates into us being insecure about being happy for others. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. That, sense? Yeah, that was real. Sure. Okay. So, <laughs> was like, oh, and the crab, so the crab cannon, as I'm going to call it. All I can think, you said crab effect and I thought crab cannon. Sorry. I like that. I think the real kicker is that really nobody cares about you. <laughs> like everybody cares no. about themselves. <laughs> and yes, I mean, so maybe true. a couple of people care about you. I mean, not, not like, I, I don't want, I don't wish well for you, no, but, but really but your point Yeah, is everybody so well, concerned it, about is, what they're going to do with their lives or what, you know, their own social media feed or whatever that they, yeah. you know, if you put something out there, it's like, don't, don't let the, the, the comment section on like the internet or on the YouTube, like rule your life or, you know, like one, if one person says something negative about you, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that all, you know, 99 great comments before that 
this is a little off topic. Yeah, ab- no, no, it's not off topic because I was going to say earlier and you made me remember that I think a big part of being happy with yourself is getting off of social media and creating real relationships that you're passionate about in which you can explore empathy, which I think is important mm-hmm. and have community that can support you through this change in your life, which we're all, I mean, I feel like I've been on this journey with Jess in particular for 10 years where we've just been like, how can we be better and stop hating our playing and ourselves? We're actually really awesome. It's like, it's so funny because we know we're awesome, but we also doubt ourselves a lot. Uh-huh. And like, we've grown so much in the last 10 years of our friendship you know, just by discussing this. And I feel like, you know, the the thing that's nice about living in our society right now is that although we've all, we've always had like a lot of self-help books and the self-help industry is huge, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's still not like filling that void somehow. But I think we've, we're fine tuning how we talk about the brain and shame and vulnerability and all that. Hello, Brene Brown, anyone. And <laughs> I do think that that it's a healthy time to be alive in that sense, because community and really understanding why we feel the way we feel and what we, why we do what we do is so important. And so like, it's a great time to be in this, in our culture, even though other things are totally uncertain and things are kind of going to crap, (laughs) you know, in this way, maybe we can learn more about ourselves and change the way that we're so deeply insecure. And I mean, I I like that you brought up social media because I feel like just get off of it. Like who cares? Well, also social media breeds the comparison game. Absolutely. And comparison Talk about making things up in your head. Oh my gosh, I'm so good at it. And then I'm, <laughs> I'm so good, good at it. <laughs> but social media breeds the comparison game. And for somebody who's already very good at creating stories and multiple stories and multiple storylines in sure. their head, seeing some one thing on social media can just send me down a whole, mm-hmm. I don't know, a whole dark rabbit hole. Um, I've actually been much more intentional because um, I... Yeah was reading, oh my gosh, why can I never remember? Nathan Cole sure. was po- posted some article on one of his websites. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't remember the title of the article, but basically the takeaway was saying yes to something means saying no to something else. And that's yeah. not necessarily always bad. You know, maybe saying yes to hanging out with a friend means saying no to the 6 a.m. yoga class tomorrow morning, but maybe that's okay, you know, like whatever. But Mm -hmm. that has been very interesting um, in many ways. But basically what it also means is saying yes to going on Facebook or something means saying no to having minutes to yourself to (laughs) mental. Well, yeah, maybe the sanity, but even something (laughs) as simple as I could go on Facebook mindlessly, scroll through. Yeah. And then see what I see and whatever. Or I could spend two minutes just sitting in yeah, kind of like, kind of like, like mm-hmm. just having a moment. Um, and which one is, so I've just been much more intentional about what I'm doing with social, like, instead of just mindlessly going on it, kind of like mindlessly eating. Mm-hmm. I think we all mindlessly go on Facebook sure. and Instagram, all that stuff. Right. And it's very interesting because I find that I don't go on it as much anymore. It's great. Yeah. And I feel great. more, I don't know. I feel better. Yeah. Good. I think when it comes to change, that we want to make for ourselves being very intentional about certain things is helpful. And I think you start seeing patterns or you start noticing things like, Oh, I want to do this right now, but why there's no real reason. It's more of like a habit. Yeah. Just sort of being aware. Right. Yeah. Just, and, but then it's interesting how you can like redirect that time. And, you know, again, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's only like 30 seconds at a time, but sometimes it's much more worthwhile to take 30 seconds of just silence and breathing and, I don't know, or pet your dog or something. It's yeah, way better than up your phone. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah then picking up your phone or even checking your texts, you know, depending on what you're going to be going, your activity right. is going to be next. Like don't yeah. get distracted by things unnecessarily. Yep. Yeah. In closing, I guess the, the two things that kind of sounds like to for me about when you want to make change, you know, maybe this is just a new, a new phase in your life or maybe this is the first fall that you're not in school is that first you have to take control of your mind or your thoughts and what maybe just, just being aware. I think like what just says of what you're spending your time on and what you're thinking about. If you have a lot of negative thoughts and if you're need to put some positive thoughts, like I think you have to take control of your mind. And then the other side is then you have to take control of your time and how you use the time because well, I, I also, like you were saying, I also love all the self-help books and the motivational stuff out there. And it's great. But at some point, you have to stop reading those or stop listening to those things and start doing something. And something I found is, you know, kind of when I started the website and starting this podcast and like wanting to do something, wanting to uh, make a positive change is that there is at first I had no idea how to do all, all this. And so I was like listening to all these books and all reading all these websites on how to, how to start a website, how to start a blog, how to find hosting, all this, all this stuff. But it's like, you really, you don't need that much information. It's like, there's, there's some, there's something out there. There's, and if you find something good and if you read a good book, it's like, okay, just stop reading that book and actually do what they suggested and don't just like, Oh, let me find the next book. Oh, I really love that one. I'm going to go find the next book. And it's like, you don't really need to, if, if you're spending so much time just reading good stuff or taking in stuff, but you're never doing anything, then it's like, you're not actually making progress. So take taking control of time. And I think, Mm-hmm. Yeah, like saying yes to some things means saying no to other things too. I think it's such a great thing too also that it's like sometimes you don't need your to-do list. You need a things not to-do list. <laughs> and cuz yeah. because there's just not enough time in the day to do like everything that you'd ever want to do. And so it's like you have to pick the, the avoid at all costs <sighs> I list. I love it. Yeah, avoid at all costs. So that's I think that's what it seems like has been uh, coming, coming through to me at least you guys. Yeah. All of these things being said, just because we're all trying some of this stuff right now, doesn't mean you won't have the negative thoughts or you won't have days or moments where you don't succumb to those thoughts. And that's okay. I just want to put that out there. It's not like we're all like struggle free now because we're like, yeah, let's do it. Definitely not struggling. Struggle (laughs) bus, but it's just been an interesting, it's a journey. It's a journey. We're like on a journey that's called life. Don't stop believing. It's our journey. Michael, we should just start a karaoke version of this. Oh, avoid at all costs. Avoid at all costs. Facebook. 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 Uh, yeah. a blue post-it. I, you know he will change nice? out for yellow in approximately one week. You know what is nice, guys? What's nice, Anna? About um about the only nice thing about the the recent election this year is that Facebook blew up and now nobody wants to be on there because it's way crappier than it was before. Very true, actually. It's like I don't get on there because I don't give a crap about seeing any more political things it's just too upsetting i can't maybe that's not the right stance to take but i just i think i'm gonna deal with politics on my own and by reading Mm -hmm. 
and not looking on Facebook where people are losing their dang minds. <laughs> so maybe it's like a place where you could read an article without everyone's asinine comments. Oops. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oops. Asinine? I asinine. Um, guys, it's been great. It's, been great. it's a good episode, I think. I think this one has been fun. Great. Like, good. man, we really powerhoused it back. All right. The podcast. I guess I mean it, I never hadn't had it wasn't breaking them up into seasons but this is like the third fall that we've been okay that's this. what I was wondering maybe I should I start doing like, that you may I restart no, renaming them season three like, episode one actually yeah why don't we start with seasons this year I think that would be good all right okay sure let's do it this is exciting <laughs> guys of change Wow, I'm really... Ah, we're in a oof. singing mood today. Sorry. Sorry, Let's keep going. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. It must be the coffee in the wine glass. <laughs> coffee in the wine glass getting tipsy to you know where. I gotta go take Zoe to her appointment. Let's do this sign-off. All right. I'm Michael O'Giblin. I'm Anna Luce. I'm Jessica Wiersma. And I'm Christian Marshall. Back to school slash change. Well, that is our show, folks. There's so many good points. I can't summarize everything here, but go to perservice.co slash 32, like the numbers, and you'll find the links to some of the things we mentioned, including a link on how you can get the free audible version of that book Christian mentioned, The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a You-Know-What. So thank you so much for spending this time with us. We'd love to hear from you. And if this podcast has been enjoyable or helpful to you in any way, would you consider helping us out and leave us a note in an iTunes review? And this show is really made possible by the support of our listeners like you. We'd like to thank Siri Bloom, Kathleen Lovengood, Sarah Lee, and Anne Brigaman for their generosity by supporting us on Patreon. And this show will always be free, but by making a financial contribution, you can help us replace and upgrade failing equipment like this microphone here. Ugh. And so to do that, you can search for our show on Patreon.com. And of course, the link for that is in our show notes page, perservice.co slash 32. So thank you for spending this time with us. We look forward to spending time with you again real soon. Until then, be well and practice well. Gosh, we're so good. All right, bye, you clowns. All right, bye. I mean, good job. Hey, thanks. Bye. Love, love you. Bye. I'm out. Bye. <laughs>